Paul Dahlenberg. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Simon. How are you? Going well, mate. Thank you. How's lovely Beechworth this morning? Well, I'm actually at El Dorado, and it's fine and clear, beautiful day, really. Excellent. Um, and uh, the season has kind of kicked off for you, has it? You've um, got yeah. some movement in the vines? So far, we've had a we've had a really good start to the season. There's been a few a few patches around Australia that have been impacted by frost, and uh, poor old Barossa Valley got hit badly by hail. But uh, so far for us, our vineyards are all clear and and look really good, actually. Oh, excellent. Um, we we wanted to get you on because uh, you know your wines are, are, are beautiful, and uh, you've got to sell it all now in in town. Um, and it's next to, you know, some people would have been to Bridge Road Brewery, which we actually are talking with Ben after this interview. Um, but how, how's that been um, with the with the Celador in, in town these days? Is it, you know, you're finding people, new customers that, that maybe wouldn't have come to the winery? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. We, we're at El Dorado, which is a, it's a beautiful little hamlet just near Beechworth. But really doesn't see the numbers of visitors that we that Beechworth sees. Um, so we thought we were getting a lot of requests to taste our wine at the farm, and we thought, oh well, rather than setting up a tasting room at the farm, we'll look for a, a, a good space in Beechworth itself. And we've got some friends in Beechworth that kept an eye out, and um, luckily we found a a really nice spot that's got a got a quiet courtyard and uh, beautiful old uh, the old coach house it is so it's a it's a great spot and people seem to enjoy coming and tasting our wines and enjoying a glass with their friends which so it's worked out really well really for us yeah is that open 7 days or how often just the weekend no no for us we we're, we're only open friday saturday sunday and monday we have the middle of the week off because um well, majority of the people that work in the cellar door also work in the, the vineyard and the winery, which is a nice thing. So we, we have a bit of time off in the middle of the week to... To actually to make to, the wine and then yeah, <laughs> taste it yeah. on the weekend. That's the, that's the way it rolls. That's right. Excellent. Um, and uh, Jill, have you have you had El Dorado Road wines? Um, I've heard of, but I haven't actually tasted them. But I do know, I'm, I'm quite a fan of a Duref. And uh, I do know that you do what I hear is an excellent giraffe. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, our giraffe is uh, it's it's a little different to the sort of more robust styles that you you normally get out of Rutherglen. Mm. It's pr- principally sourced from our own vineyard here at El Dorado, so we're a, a little bit cooler than uh, the Rutherglen region. Um, and on red granitic soils, which is which is a really unusual soil type, and really hard to find. So, typically our giraffe will be a little lighter in its frame than say giraffe, um, a little more perfumed, softer, and but still still powerful. Like the giraffe variety is powerful. You never never uh, walk away from that. But uh, uh, ho- hopefully ours is a little little finer in its expression. And um, we. It's a really small winery now, so we treat everything by hand. You know, it's all bars compressed. Um, we don't crush any of the fruit, so we aim to limit extraction from all our fruit, really, and just um, try and aim for more medium-bodied expression, I guess. 
Yeah, nice. So you're actually you're in this very particular little pocket, and you've just touched on the fact that the it's quite exclusive soils. Uh, you also grow the Nero Duvola, the beautiful uh, Sicilian grape that isn't a, a grape that can be grown just anywhere. So what 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 is it about this little pocket that you're in that um, that allows you to make these r- rather different varietals in one small area? It's um, uh, it's it's a really unique seam of of red granite that runs along the the reedy reedy creek there's there's only oh, about three or four farms along here that have got the red granite and then once you step outside uh the the width for away from the creek the uh, red granite disappears and the granite's been derived from the the higher altitude granite slopes of beechworth if you like weathered and make their way way down and you know when we bought the place we um we certainly didn't buy it for the house. We bought it for the soil and and just the the, the pure, you know, site. Really, we'd looked for for years for a place that had this particular soil type and um and this location. So when we we got it, we painted cherries for a start, and then we've added grapes and wine and gone from there. Mm. You you um, pardon me. You do a Chardonnay and a Fiano also. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we had a question from one of the one of our listeners asking when the new Chardonnay is uh, going to be available. <laughs> yeah, the Chardonnay. The Chardonnay. We actually we're a big believer in um, just just doing what we do well in terms of growing the fruit, and we have a what's called a a high diurnal effect here. So we have warm, really quite warm days, and then really cool nights, which is great for red wine production, but but not so good for for well for French style whites like Chardonnay so we actually go right up the hill to 600 metres and buy our Chardonnay mm-hmm. um, and you know Beechworth Chardonnay is in very short supply and unfortunately in 2020 with all the bushfires mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't make any any wine whatsoever we wrote the vintage off like, really. sent some yeah. sent some fruit yeah that, that's yeah, so that, it is a, a... We have on the show. We we uh, did talk about the Alpine valleys and, and the and the uh, the smoke tainting issues and, and it, yeah, it just it just wiped out so much of the production, didn't it? It did, and that's put us sort of twelve months out of sync with our Chardonnay. And you know, we've got the Chardonnay in barrel now, only a small amount in barrel, and we could have chosen to release it early just to meet demand. But um, Chardonnay's got quite a following, so we thought we'll just do it justice and. Uh, it's in barrel till January, February, so we'll bottle it just before vintage kicks off, and then um, probably let it sit and bottle for a little while, and then so it'll be, oh, I suspect February, February, March, it'll be hitting the shelves, but it will sell out pretty quickly as well because we've only made a small amount again. Of course, yeah. So. <clears throat> so you only basket press, which of course does limit uh, uh, quantity anyway. Uh, what what sort of quantities are you making? Here, oh, it's it's very small and it varies up uh, up and down depending on the season. We've got probably our most uh, well, our flagship wines and old vineyard we, um, we we look after that was planted in eighteen ninety. So you know they're a hundred and one hundred and thirty years old mm-hmm. and uh, non irrigated, uh, shipped out shipped out by as rootlings from France by boat and planted in this little hill, and and all our vineyards are sort of crop to the season if you like so they you know our production can vary up and down from anywhere from sort of a thousand cases up to two and a half thousand cases depending on what sort of season we get and what sort of rainfall so it's just sort of ebbs and flows if you like 
Yeah, for sure. Do you uh, do you sell to any restaurants? We do, yeah. Um, particularly um, local local restaurants. We've got some really good supporters, like the Empire Hotel in uh, in Beechworth is is fantastic. They've sold our Jarif, the Kerford. Um, uh, there's uh, Providence has got the the old vine, so yeah, the locals do a really good job supporting us. You know, Wangaratta, you know, the Gateway, um, Watermark. You know, lo- locally we do very well. We we tend to run out of time to to get to <laughs> Melbourne and service do the right mm. level of service required to look after the restaurants. We we've still got you know we've still got uh, wine out and about in restaurants in uh, in Melbourne and Sydney and various locations, but. Locals, where it's at for us, if you like. Yeah, for sure. Do you mind just mentioning uh, a couple of the restaurants in Sydney? Oh, Sydney. Oh no, <laughs> we have a distributor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the Sydney distributors um, look after uh, uh, our our trade in in Sydney. So I can't really tell tell you a couple off the top of my head. But yeah, we've certainly got good representation in Sydney because we've got other people doing it for us. Sure. I'm just I'm just very keen to actually try them. I just thought maybe uh maybe that was probably one of the one of the easiest ways was to go to go to a restaurant, but um I'll find other ways. Yeah, online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul, I've right. got a got a question for you. Um we're starting to get a few other Beechworth producers, a little bit bigger than you, obviously. You are very small in it, Dan. So Fighting Gully Road and Sentio, those sort of places. Um Fighting Gully Road actually make a brilliant Sangiovese that I think is one of the best Australian ones I've had. Is that a variety you've thought about planning there? Would that work where you are? It would. Um, probably we're, we're probably marginally warm for Sangiovese to be to be ideal. Yep. We've done we've done a lot of we, we, prior to planning the Nero Diablo. We we actually climate mapped a lot of the varieties, and it was surprising that Sangiovese, Tempranillo, a couple of those that you would think and are grown in warmer regions. But if you look at where they're grown in their home homelands. It's it's marginally cooler than where we are here, so sure. we thought we won't uh, we won't go near Central. Having said that, um, you never say never, but but at this stage, Nero, we we plotted them on a graph of uh, the seasonal temperature range, and Nero was the closest fit by by a long way. It, it was it was ideal. We drank the Nero ourselves. I'd had a couple of meetings with Alessio Planeta from Sicily, and um, you know, got to know Alessio and got a bit of a help. And Mark Walpole, as you said, from Fighting Gully Road. Yeah, he makes really some good, good wines. Good, and he's really the good thing about Mark is he's really free with his knowledge and he's has and has got a lot of it. So he's um, he was a lot of help early, um, and uh, we just stuck with uh, the Nero. But Sangiovese, yeah, it marks does a great. Oh, great it's a job brilliant one because it's that that Brunello clone, I suppose that that there are a couple of Canberra producers um, that have it as well. But uh, I think you know. Uh, for quality for price ratio, the Nero's the only wine I've had of yours, and I think the Fighting Gully Road might be about the same price. They're they're really interesting expressions, so well done. Keep it up, I reckon. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and and like I say, Mark Mark at Fighting Gully Road does a great job. Take, he takes it, you know, very seriously. He's um, even to the point where he imported Italian oak. So a lot of those Sangioveses you're, you're having are in exclusive oak. Yeah, he's, botty, proper botty, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And thicker staves, lower maturation. So yeah. he does, he does do a great job. But he's, but he is, as you say, he's great at sharing it out. That was we were talking about this in the last segment about um, the community of the wine industry, and you know, rather than putting the little gate down and saying I'm the gatekeeper, no, no, mate, you know, 
we'll help no. you out. What, what, what can we do to help you? Exactly. Yeah. No, we, there's, there's the, the progressive growers I find are the ones that have got an open door. And if your door's open, they'll generally hey, Mark's, well, he's propagating some vines. We're planting some piano here at home. He's propagating some vines on our behalf. Um, we do a, a trial. Uh, we did a trial about three or four years ago where we removed the bottom six leaves of of, um, of all the shoots in the Nero at Flowering, and that was based on some research out of Tuscany. Mark, Mark actually um, shared a bit of that with us, and then I determined that... Um, Winds in Coonawarra were doing the same. So we rolled a trial out here and it had had astounding results and, you know, wouldn't have got all there without actually people being open and sharing. And then I've shared those, our results back with with those people as well. So Is it, that technically just like uh, making it uh, easier to deal with sort of mildew, like disease pressure and stuff, or is, it, is that what it's about? That's historically, that's removal of leaves. Historically, that's what's the main purpose and, and opening up light and letting air in. Yeah. But this one, Nero, is a, is a variety that just loves to grow. Um, and we were we were looking at how can we actually put the brakes on it even more. Uh, so, devigoring it, yeah. Devigoring it. And we measured bunch weight. We haven't got the technology to measure, uh, measure anthocyanin, but we measured um, bunch weight and we've seen anywhere from a 15%. Uh, to 20% reduction in bunch weight, so yeah, you end right. up with a loose, looser cluster, higher higher colour density, and just um, better fruit. And better fruit, and and mm-hmm. and a lot lot more flavour at a lower alcohol, which is something that we yeah. sort of chase as well. Yeah, so, which is great. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Well, we were talking about yeah alcohol <laughs> levels just earlier as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the town of Beechworth. Um, um, I suppose we wanted to put that on people's uh, radar again now that we can all get out and about. And there's there's plenty to do uh, up yeah. there. And, and obviously, you know, you're next to the brewery and, and, you know, they do fabulous pizzas and all sorts of things, which we'll talk to Ben about after. But um, so we can come and see you Friday through to Monday. Um, That's right. And then there's some – you mentioned a couple of the restaurants. But tell us a little bit more about, um, about what to do in, in Beechworth. The natural beauty of the region is where people come into our cellar door. I often, often just talk about you know just the just the sheer beauty of the place. You know, you've got Mount Buffalo that's only sort of an hour, and you can be up walking around Lake Katani. You've got mm. Beechworth itself. You've got the Gorge Walk, um, and you've got you know a lot of food and wine. Like you know, Ben at Bridge Road, he, he did a great job um, introducing beer and that sort of food and wine culture to the town and you know the the astounding thing i found in the in the cellar door is that we opened oh probably seven or eight years ago now in 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 town and the amount of people that come to beechworth that come into our cellar door that go specifically to beechworth to dine at provenance was was amazing and i often say to michael you know we, we've got a lot to thank michael ryan and and jeanette at um Providence for the food that they provide just attracts those people to town, which is mm. great. So, and then you've got all the other venues like the like the Empire I mentioned, Tansel's Hotel next to us. Um, you know, there's some some great venues. Tansel's do fantastic live music. Um, we um, <clears throat> and when I was in the Salador, I did did often get the question of what can I do around? I've got a booking a Saturday Saturday night booking at. Um, at Providence, and so we developed a, a walking. Uh, it's, <coughs> it's called Slowly Consumed. So you can walk around town and do Bridge Road Brewery, Bilson's, another brewery in town, which is 
which is doing a great job. Beetworth Honey, that's the coffee roasters across the road from ourselves, blends, mm. um, and, and ourselves. So you can walk around and um, taste some honey, have a coffee, have a few beers, and have a, have a glass of wine if you like, and we're all open. Sounds awful. It? A, yeah, it sounds <laughs> terrible. When can we get in the car and drive yeah. there? Isn't there? There's a big um, sort of cyclist community throughout the Alpine Valleys, right? You could probably leverage those guys for a bit of lunch. We, we do. Yep. We don't. We don't tend to get. Um, ben does a great job of that. Yeah. Um, he's got more space. Ours is a tiny little courtyard, so you often see bikes parked out the front, people having a glass of wine. But they're generally locals that have had a, had a quick ride and call in for a glass of wine. The, yeah. the bigger groups tend to the jail. You got Travis in town who does a great job repairing bikes as well. So he's a regular in at our place. So yeah, there's there's for bike riders. There's all you need. You know, food and and hills uh, like. Yeah, plenty like of hills. Them, <laughs> I reckon like, I might like, go. And, I might go and see Travis while everyone's doing the hills, and come over <laughs> and have a glass of wine at El Dorado. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of those camp at Lake Sample Caravan Park, which is apparently a um, beautiful spot to stop. So yeah, yeah, it's got a it's got a lake there. I, I did, some, did some filming up there a while ago, and um, yeah, it's there's this mystical kind of lake there. Yeah, it's beautiful and and really really good for kids and bikes, um, and uh, really good service. And but we we're I mean, our cellar doors in Beechworth, but our home, if you like, is El Dorado, which is a great little great little uh, spot. You know, just 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 a bit quieter. Um, got a tavern in town with a shop, and and they're probably our biggest client. Actually, they sell they sell a large amount of El Dorado Road, and been good to us right from the start. So. Mm. Yeah. Have you been how many, to them, Jill? I was just going to uh, – no, I haven't. And I was going to ask, how many wineries are there in uh, in the Beechworth region? Oh, I have uh, – there's a – I don't even be guessing, but I think there's uh, probably 12 to 15, 15 thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. so very, yeah, very small exclusive. I've, I've got to get there. That would be uh, – how, how far is it from um, from Melbourne? Melbourne's three hours from the city centre and two and a half from the airport. Yeah, so it's not um, too bad. No, no, and there's a you can make a stop on the way. You can call in a Millua, go to the cheese factory and get some cheese and bread, some Brown Brothers wine if you want, or if there's a Hurdle Creek distillery at Millua, make your way up the hill to Beechworth. Beautiful. Yeah, so tonight. it sounds like you've, there's a, a great focus on produce, um, obviously not just wines. I mean, obviously you, you do the craft beer as well. Do you do do like deal with other produce? I mean, you do have you do have a restaurant, a, a small restaurant, yeah. Oh, it's the restaurant's a bit of a stretch. We do we focus on produce produce again, and it's really just there's a uh, Maison Renou as a Frenchman in town that makes beautiful terrines and. And pâtés. Uh, we've got a couple of artisan bakeries. We we feature their baguettes. Some really good cheese makers. You've got Toll Puddle and Peaks Cheese from Alpine Valley. So really want to hero the produce and make it pretty uncomplicated to sit down and just have a bit of salami, a bit of cheese, and a glass of wine. And our, our venue is more about a wine tasting first and foremost. And then and then if you want a drink, it's it's more about a a pre-dinner drink, if you like, with a snack before you head out to the more serious restaurants in town. Sure, sure. I mean, you, you do yeah. say, you, I think you used the word tiny before, um, your tiny, humble little cellar door, but uh, it's obviously not too humble. You've, you won the 2015 
Gourmet Traveller Star Cellador Award. Oh, sorry, in 2017 and again in 2018. So um, maybe not so humble. <laughs> well, it's uh, it is it it, it is uh, well. We like to keep it re- really a super relaxed place to come and enjoy a glass of wine. You know, it's so much so that our tasting notes. We we instead of doing you know serious tasting notes, we just got a, a picture of a. A face and you can either put a frown or a smile if you like like the wine you know we like to break it down to because it should be about just having a bit of fun with wine and not taking it mm. too serious so we like to put everyone at ease i guess um yeah we uh jill this is a question directed to you but also um paul might know but we on the show we had one of the our listeners has texted in they, they're coming up to beechworth soon so i'm just Calling out to L, you need to call into Eldorado Road and say hi to Paul. Um, the wine appreciation app that we talked about the other week, at, uh, Jill. Remember uh, the Wine Valley? I think that yeah, might have been it. it. Yes, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yes, uh, Sarah. So, what's what was the question in particular? Uh, it, it just what was it called? I think he wants to uh, download it. Sure. Okay. So it literally is Wine Valley. W I N E V A L E T. Perfect. Thank you. And it is. It's a really cool app. Um, so, uh, Paul, what's on today? You, you've obviously got people, uh, coming in for tasting and, and things. Would you be, op- you're opening at what time? 11 or? Yeah, we're open at 11 today through till four because most people tend to head back to, um, Beachworth if they've just got the long, just the standard weekend. Um, so we'll be serving food and pouring wine and it's been very busy. You know, we've been, we've been overwhelmed by the support, you know, both locally and, and out of Melbourne, you know, it's been for us. It's been a it's it's been a real insight into human human nature. The whole COVID thing. People have been su- super supportive. Um, we've got a wine club which we we run called the Inner Sanctum, and, and the crew that belong to the Inner Sanctum for us have been nothing but uh, amazing, really, through this whole pandemic. You know, buying our wine, preferencing our wine if they've got to buy wine. Just knowing that they're going to support, especially on the back of the bushfires. So, so yeah, we'll be we'll be looking after customers. Uh, I'm down on the vineyards today, so I'll head around and you know, we've got to look at lifting some wires. So we might might lift some wires. So, hmm. um, which is a nice thing to do. It's a uh, it never ends, hey. Ah, <clears throat> uh, it's good. You get a real diversity yeah. in 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 you know you're talking to customers, which we we all love doing. But then, then you can be. Oh, well, yesterday I spent the whole day out slashing out at, at Dulcie's Vineyard, the old vineyard, um, which is which is planted on a knoll on a hill. Never seen a person all day, so you can go from from that to uh, to having people in and and having a chat, which is which is equally good. Yeah, totally. Well, we must get up there. Um, our our um, listener Al, get up and uh, and say good day to the guys at Eldorado Road, uh, and anyone who wants to look. Into the wine club a little bit further. Um, it's called Inner Sanctum. So go to the website. Um, you'll find it uh, easily on uh, online. So, Paul, thank you, mate. Um, enjoy. Yeah, thanks all. Enjoy your afternoon, and, and hopefully we get to chat again. But certainly, uh, got to get up to Beechworth. Absolutely. And thanks, thank, thanks to you for giving us the time and, and giving us a shout out. And you know, anyone that wants to come along, uh, yeah, come and come and have a glass of wine with us. We'd love to see you. Perfect. All right. Thank you, mate. See you. Righto. Good on you. you. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye.